Praise the Lord, saints. I'm Pastor Andre Matthews with my wife, Janet Matthews, of Truth Ministries out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. To learn everything about us, go to our website at www.truthministries.info. We are here at WCKG 1530 AM and 102.3 FM out of Elmhurst, Illinois, every Sunday, live, 830 to 9. Join us. Until then, enjoy the show. Praise the Lord, saints. I'm Brother Andre Matthews of Truth Ministries out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. We are here at WCKG 1530 AM and 102.3 FM out of Elmhurst, Illinois, every Sunday morning at 830 to 9. This is a special day that the world call Easter. Let's get right into the word about Easter. And what Truth Ministries is confessing to you is just Easter is a pagan holiday and have nothing to do with Jesus Christ at all. We are being deceived. And as long as we are keeping these pagan holidays, we are in the world. And, Ma- and John 14.16 says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Romans, the 8th chapter said, If you have not the Spirit of Christ, we are none of his. So as long as we are participating in this world system, we cannot get the Spirit of Christ. Let's get right into the word. Matthew 12 and 40. Now, this is Jesus prophesying. He said, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the well's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus is prophesying he's going to be in the earth three days and three nights. On the cross with the thief, the thief said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus told the thief, this day you shall be with me in paradise. 1 John 2 says, no lie is of the truth. Jesus said, if ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Christianity is full of lies. Now Jesus prophesied. He's going to be three nights and three days in the, in, the, in the belly of the earth. Now, we've heard preaching in Christianity that Jesus went into hell and wrestled the devil, the keys from death and hell from the devil. That is not what Jesus said he would do. Jesus said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. Paradise was across the gulf from hell. You'll find that in Luke, the 16th chapter, where the rich man went to to hell and Lazarus, the poor man, went to Abraham's bosom. There was two separate compartments. Jesus did not go into hell when he was three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. He went to paradise to get everybody from Adam to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets. Let's get into the word. 
So Matthew, we just showed you, he said, I'll be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. Let's go into John, John 20 and 1. We want to show you that this Easter is a pagan holiday and have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Now, John 20 and 1, the first day of the week coming, Mary Magdalene, early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher, and see if the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Jesus has been crucified. Now remember he prophesied, I'll be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. John 20 and 2. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they both ran together, and that other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. Let's go down here to uh, jump to John 20 and 10. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked in the sepulcher, and see if two angels in white sitting, one at the head, the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and they, I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Now, mind you, this is a major clue that Christians cannot see. When Jesus rose from the dead, he had a totally different body. Okay? Jesus rose from the dead, a totally different man with hair like wool and feet like polished brass. So the man that was crucified was different from the man that rose from the dead, but it was the same Jesus Christ. John 20, 15, Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposed him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him, him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. John 20, 16, Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Listen to what Jesus tells Mary in another body. John 20, 17, Jesus said unto her, Touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto the Father, my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Now notice, uh, 18, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Jesus had not yet ascended to the throne. He just came up out of the belly of the earth. He said he would be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. Verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut. Okay, 
So therefore, now we want to see three days and three nights. What does that mean? Let's go to Luke 24. Luke 23, 43. Luke 23, 43. Okay. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. This is the same Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the apostles that were there. They witnessed these things, but every apostle adds something to what they witnessed or apostles left something out. So that's why it's imperative to read all four Gospels about the same vision or action that they seen Jesus involved in. Because every apostle adds something or another one takes something away from what happened. Luke 23, 44. And it was about the sixth hour. And there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkening, and a veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now, let's look at carefully at 44. And it was about the sixth hour. There was darkness on the earth. So this is sixth in the morning. 6 a.m. in the morning, the sun is an eclipse. Okay? It's six in the morning to nine. This is where the, the crucifixion took place. From 6 a.m., by 9 a.m., Jesus is dead. And it was about six hours, and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. So if it was 6 p.m., why would they expect the sun to come up at 9 p.m.? So this is a.m., 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., okay? Now let's go to uh, Born in Sepulchre, Matthew, uh, Luke 24 and 1. Now, upon the first day of the week, early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing spices, which they had prepared, and sudden other of them. Now, this is upon the first day of the week, about 3 a.m., they came to the sepulcher. Jesus has been dead three days and three nights. The first day of the week is Sunday morning. Now, in Hebrew calendar, a day goes from six, from dawn, uh, sunup to sundown, that's a day. From sundown to sunup, that's a night. So now the first day of the week is Sunday morning. It's approaching toward the first day of the week. So really, it's Saturday night, 3 a.m., okay? So now if we count back from Saturday night, at 3 a.m., you count back from Saturday at 3 a.m. to Friday at 3 a.m. is 1, to Thursday at 3 a.m. is 2, to Wednesday at 3 a.m. is 3 days and 3 nights. So if Jesus was crucified, not on a good Friday, but a good Wednesday. So good Friday is a good lie. The Bible says no lie is of the truth. And if you want to look up Google Easter, it's totally pagan. Now let's go to the book that talks about Easter. That's Acts chapter 12. 
So right there, we see there was a good Wednesday, not a good Friday. That's by the facts of the word. Now let's go to Acts chapter 12. You're listening to Pastor Andre Matthews of Truth Ministries out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. If you want to know anything about us, go to our website, www.truthministries.info. We are all over the internet. We're on television. We are live every Sunday at WCKG 1530 AM on the radio. We are live at livestream.com every Saturday at 430 PM. Livestream.com. Search Truth Ministries. We're on YouTube.com. Search The Men of God 1962. We have about 72 Sermons there, we got sermons all over the place. So if you want to know more about truth, check us out at www.truthministries.info. We teach you right from the word. We're not here to recruit you to come join our ministry. We want you to look in the Bible for yourself. So when you go to your church and you hear your pastor say something contrary to the word, ask him. Well, the Bible says this, and you say that. That's what the goal of Truth Ministries. Look in the book for yourself. You'll see that you're being taught lies. Acts chapter 12, 1. Now, about that time, Herod the king. Herod was a pagan, a worshiper of idols. Acts chapter 12. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands, the vex certain of the church. Notice they don't call the church Christians or nothing. They're just the church. Acts 12 and 2. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. So for the Jews, it was the holiday of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four corner nines of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So Easter was King Herod's pagan holiday where they, they worshiped the, the idol god Esther. That's where you get bunny rabbits and Easter eggs. Raw, pure, pagan has nothing to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ at all. It has Good Friday, we just showed you, it's a good lie. Christianity is full of lies, people, and it's for a reason, to keep the children of God from getting the kingdom of God inside of us. As long as you in the world system where Satan is the God of this world, you cannot Get the spirit of Christ inside your body. That's why Christianity teaches you to be Christ-like. But true salvation is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Acts 12 and 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So we show you that Easter was the pagan holiday for King Herod. To the Jews, it was the Passover. Let's go to the Catholic Church. Because the Catholic Church 
is the mother church of the Gentile. If the mother church falls, the whole Gentile tribe falls. And let's go to Act of Romans chapter 1. Romans is the first chapter after the book of Acts. Now, this is Paul writing to the Gentile church at Rome. Why do we say that? Romans chapter 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Remember, in our past shows, we told you, showed you that there's two gospels. Another gospel entered into the Gentile church to turn God's people away from getting Christ in them to be Christ-like. Romans chapter 1, verse 2, which he had promised before by his prophets, in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Seed in Greek means sperma. Jesus, the man, had the Christ on the inside of him. So truth ministries, as well as the word, teaches us that Jesus and Christ were two separate beings that became one. Now, Christianity teaches you that Jesus is in the stead of Christ, and that is the Antichrist. Whenever you put somebody in the slot of Christ, that's Antichrist. Christianity is Antichrist because they can't see the head of every man is Christ. The head of Christ is God. The head of the woman is the man. That's God's divine order. Everything we do has an order, a sequence. Like you go to start your car. You put the key in ignition, turn the ignition. It turns on the, the uh, alternator. Then it sends a message to the starter and then uh, through the battery, and the battery starts the starter. But when something goes wrong in a sequence, like your starter goes out, you don't get a started engine, just like your furnace. There's a sequence to start the furnace. The Bible said every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and it is enticed. And when lust is conceived, it brings about sin. And when sin is run its course, it brings about death. That's a sequence. Nothing just happens in the kingdom of this world nor in the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 1 verse 4 and declare to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So if you put Jesus, you take Jesus, put him to the side of the four categories, God, Christ, man, woman. Christianity put Jesus in the slot of Christ. That's error because Jesus is supposed to be going to the slot of a man. Acts 2.22, Peter tells you the sequence, the foundation of salvation in the kingdom of God is Jesus was a man. He starts there, whose father was David. The son of man was transformed into the son of God. So therefore, when you put Jesus in the slot of Christ, that's antichrist. Jesus is supposed to go in the slot of a man. The head of the man, Jesus, was Christ. The head of Christ is God. That is God's divine order, but that's not Christianity's order. They put Jesus 
in the slot of Christ instead of Jesus in the slot of a man. Romans 1 and 5, by whom we have received grace, apostleship, but obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 shows the moment that the Catholic Church was turned to iniquity. Paul is describing the turning to iniquity of the Catholic Church. According to Romans 1, the church at Rome had it right, but the enemy turned them. Let's look to uh, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, in what? In the gospel of Christ, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Let's, uh, verse 19. Uh, no, let's go to 18. For the wrath of God, here we go. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Now notice Paul is writing this to the Roman church. They knew the truth, and some of them know the truth, but they're not teaching the truth for every reason. For whatever the reason is, God is telling us he showed it to them and told the Roman church where you went wrong at. Okay? Romans 1 and 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had showed it unto them. God himself is saying he showed it to the church at Rome. 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without an excuse. They are without an excuse because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image may like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creepy things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own heart, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of the God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. So therefore God is showing us, the church at Rome, Turn the people from serving the creator to serve the creature. And this is a pattern that is not only the Catholic Church, but all the other 600 denominations that came out of the church at Rome. 600 denominations. When the mother church fell, all the other churches fell. Why? Because when you pledge 
or give your life to the Lord, you're giving your life to the church. You pledging. What you confessing in that church is you pledging to serve the church, the pastor, the priest. You're not serving the creator. And this is why the Bible is showing us where we and them are going wrong. Now, the purpose of this show is that this is the time for the Catholic Church to repent. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. How do you repent? The Bible said, let every man work out his own soul salvation with fear and trembling. This is our chance, not only the Jesuit order, but all of us that are professing to be Christians, we are in bondage. And this is our chance to repent. How do you do it? You do it in secret. You have to believe, confess with your mouth to the Lord Jesus in your secret closet that I believe this gospel that I'm hearing is the truth. Lord Jesus, I believe this gospel is the truth. Come into my heart, you and your father. Take over my life, for I am a sinner, and I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we receive eternal life by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This little simple prayer, after you pray this prayer, now you are given a commandment. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. These things will be added unto you. After you confess to Jesus Christ between you and your Savior, now it's up to you to seek the kingdom of God daily by getting into that word. You're going to start hearing another thought pattern. That thought pattern will be the kingdom of God when you're chosen. Once God has uh, Christ has approved, approved you and selected you because many are called for your chosen, so once there's a confession, there's got to be some action behind your confession. You start seeking the kingdom of God daily, talking to Christ up under your breath, getting into your New Testament word, start paying attention to the two voices. Every thought that comes to your mind is coming from a spirit. There are three voices, one of Christ, one of Satan, and it's your voice that agreed to obey one or the other. The voice of Christ is going to line up with the New Testament scriptures. Once you acknowledge him and begin to obey him as he send you on assignments, your path has just begun. You have been listening to Pastor Andre Matthews of Truth Ministries. We're at WCKG 1530 AM and 102.3 FM on this pagan holiday Easter. And we just showed you in the scriptures, it is a pagan holiday that have nothing to do with Jesus Christ at all. People, you must be set free. And he said, if you know the truth, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. No lie is of the truth. The next time, be blessed.